Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello and good afternoon. How are you guys doing today? Before I start, my number one message. If you haven't received Jesus Christ into your life as your Lord and Savior, right now is the day and time for you to receive Jesus Christ into your life as your Lord and Savior. After that, let's start. Welcome to Talk With You. Hello and welcome. Thank you for tuning in with Talk With You, the one and only Christian motivation broadcast. Hosted by your one and only, Jubin Jean Georges. Hello, hello, hello once again. Good afternoon, everybody. How are you guys doing today? How are you guys doing today? How was your day? How was your day? How was your day? How was your day and how was your night? What you guys been up to? I am very happy to be here with you guys. I am very happy. I am very sorry, guys. My background noise. I am very happy to be here with you guys today. Today is a Monday. Today is a very beautiful day. I don't know for you, but today is a very beautiful day. I went to sleep last night by the grace of God, and I woke up today. You know, I got so much done this morning. I was so happy. First, the first thing that I, you know, that I got done this morning. I'm so proud today. I don't know for you if you ever did something that made you so proud, but I'm so proud of myself today because I cut my own hair today. You know, I cut my own hair today. I'm, you know, I'm not saying like it's perfect, like a professional barber shop, but you know, I'm proud of myself. You know, came out very decent, came out very good. You know. You know, I'm proud of myself. You know, I was looking forward to show it to you guys, my family. Today is episode 44. We're going to talk about missionaries. We're going to spend some time talking about missionary, guys. I don't know why God put that topic in my heart, but we're going to spend some time to talk about it. Missionary. What does it mean to be a missionary? You know, what does it mean, guys, to be a missionary? We usually think of missionary as a person who leave, who leave home and goes to a foreign land to bring the good news of Christianity to those who live there. Well, I have a good news for you. You can't be, you're able to be a missionary wherever you are. Some people think that for them to be a missionary, they have to leave, especially people in the United States, they have to leave the United States to actually go to another country to preach the gospel. 
they put in the back of their head that if they are right here in the United States, they are not being a missionary. But the good news is wherever you are, you are able to be a missionary for God. You are able to bring the good news to your loved one, the good news to your friend, the good news to your co-worker, the good news to your neighbor, the good news to anybody in the street. They don't even need to be someone you know, but you can bring the good news to anybody wherever you are. You don't have to go in other country to be a missionary for God. To me, uh, uh, being a missionary for God is one of God calling. You know, it's one of God calling. It's like a, it's like you go to a company that have a lot of position open. I remember I had a podcast, you know, episode like that. Um, my title where um, God is hiring. Are you willing to apply? You know, I actually gave you guys different kind of job opening that God have into his kingdom. I don't know if you guys remember that. You know, I can repost it again so you guys can watch it or you guys can go on my YouTube or my Facebook or my, you know, Twitter, Instagram. I think I have it a little bit of Instagram, but if you want the whole episode, you can go on my YouTube or my Facebook and search for it. God is hiring. It's like a, a company you go to and applying to be a missionary. You know? After you apply into a company, you apply for the job, right? And then the manager or the HR lady or the HR person actually review your resume. They review your resume. They review your experience. They might call your, you know, your co, you know, your ex, you know, workplace to actually ask them some information about you. If you actually was a good employee, if your, you know, attendance were actually good if you did your job good or why did you leave the job and everything like that. So in God's kingdom, you know, I believe you're able to apply yourself, apply as a missionary. You're able to ask God or tell God you would like to be a missionary. You, you would like to go around the world and preach the gospel. Preaching the gospel, bringing the love of God, it's not the only thing that is involved in being a missionary. There's a lot of other things that you're supposed to do, not just you preaching about the gospel. Going to a missionary, uh, a mission, sometimes God might tell you to go somewhere. It's not just to preach the gospel. God might say, I want you to go to that country, right? And then God might say, I want you to preach the gospel. And at the same time, I want you to help the people. Helping people in need is a part of missionary, is a part of you being a missionary. When you're going around, you take the responsibility to actually go around and helping people in need, helping the poor, helping people that's in the street. They don't even need to be in the street. They can be anywhere. And then you're helping that person. So that's part of being a missionary. Some people do not understand it clearly, so I am here to actually tell you a little bit about it. Once again, you don't have to go to a foreigner country to be a missionary. Right here in the United States, there is a lot of people that need your help. 
right here in the United States, there's a lot of people that don't know the gospel. Right here in the United States, there's a lot of people, they know the gospel, but they do not take it serious. They need a reminder. Right here in the United States, there is a lot of people in the street that you're able to help. You don't have to travel in another country. A lot of people saying that, um, man, you know, I can't be a missionary because I don't have a passport. You know, I can't go to a mission trip because I don't have a visa. Because they think that they have to go to another country to be a missionary because they think everybody in the United States is saved. No, there is a lot of people in the United States that need you to come bring the good news to them. Being a missionary means a couple of things. One, we are on a mission in life. We are both in the image and likeness of God. So we are reflection of God in the world. We are both in a mission in life. I have a question here. Can someone with a criminal background be a missionary? I heard that before. That's one of my questions. Can some that's that, that's my second question. Can someone with a background, a criminal background, be a missionary? A lot of people might think about that question. A lot of people ask themselves that question. A lot of people choose not to be a missionary because they have a background. Yeah, because they have a felony background. Oh, I am very sorry. God did not come on earth for the righteous. God did not come on earth for someone that think they are they are perfect. They know it all. God came. Jesus Christ came to earth for the lost sheep. Jesus Christ came to earth for the sinners. So if Jesus Christ came to earth for the sinners, and then He preached you the gospel. He actually tell you the way that you're supposed to live. And then he said, go around the world and, you know, and preach the gospel in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So if Jesus, once again, if Jesus came to earth for the lost soul, for the sinner, that means having a criminal background is part of you being a sinner. And then Jesus said, go around the world and preach the gospel in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit to actually bring people to his kingdom, bring people to the Father. So my answer for you is yes. You are able to be a missionary with a background. But, there's a but. Some country... That's one of the reasons why, you know, I feel in my heart for me to tell you that you don't have to go outside of the United States to do the work, the work of God. Because there is some country, for them to give you a visa, they ask you for a police report. They ask you for, you know, like, because they're trying to find out what were you doing. So it might be very hard for you to get a visa to those countries if you have a felony, as in you kill someone or. You know, like, you know, like, you are like a sex offender. I'm not saying sex offender cannot 
do it. If you used to be a sex offender and then you stop being a sex offender because you accept Jesus Christ into your life as your Lord and Savior, and then God set you free, and then God heal you, and then God change your life, and then you start living your life, you know, to please God, you start living your life as, you know, you know, as God child. Those countries might give you a hard time if it is a fresh background. But if it's like 15 years, it's been like this for 15 years, they will consider it giving you a visa for you to enter into the country. But they're going to see within those 15 years, if you've been committed again for the same felony, you know, if you've been doing the same thing, that's one thing. My other thing is, what, what have you been doing after you receive Jesus Christ into your life as your Lord and Savior? What have you been doing after that felony? After God opened the door, make them take you out of prison, but you still have the felony. You know that you commit the crime, but God make them give you a chance. And then they, you know, you know, like you probably did five years, 10 years, 15 years in, you know, in prison and God make them take you out. So what have you been doing? Have you been praising God? Have you been, you know, have God been using you to actually do work into his kingdom? Have you been, you know, like seeking help for you to stop doing the thing that you actually did that caused you to have the felony? Have you been fasting, praying, reading your Bible, getting deeper into God for you to be qualified to go to a missionary, to go to a mission work? So once again, my answer is yes, you're able to be a missionary with a felony, someone that had a felony, but it doesn't mean that if you had a felony, you accept Christ into your life and then you keep doing the same thing over and over. It doesn't mean that you can go to a mission trip. If you know that you are still doing the negativity that you have actually been doing, no, you cannot go into the mission trip. Because even if you are doing it right, like in the United States, the enemy will embarrass you because you are still doing the same felony thing. You're still doing the same crazy thing that you actually been doing. So that's one of the reasons why there's way that me and you are supposed to live our life. I said that before, I'm going to say it again. It's like you purchased a beautiful car, a brand new car. You put in the back of your head because the car is new, it's not going to mess up on you. You put in the back of your head because the car is new, it's not going to break down on you, but it's not like that. A car can be brand new. They just came out of the factory, have zero mileage in it, and then you purchase that car. The moment you leave the lot, you mess it up. Maybe a week later or a month later, you mess it up. Because there are things that you're supposed to do to keep the car running, even if it is new. You still have to put oil in the car. You still have to do tune-up. You still have to put um, water in the freeze. You still have to put gas in the car. So those are the things that you're supposed to be doing to actually keep the car running good, even though it's new. Same thing. Even if the car is old, you still have to continue doing it. Being a Christian for so many years, like 40 years, 50 years, doesn't mean that you, you cannot broke down. My definition of broke down, it doesn't mean that you cannot lose your salvation just because you've been serving God 
for 57 years, you know, 70 years, 80 years, you, you can still lose your salvation. So you still have to, you know, you still have to work on your salvation every day until you die. So if you want to be a missionary, you have to live in a life, you have to live your life in a way that pleases God. You cannot just wake up and go out pretending you're preaching the gospel and then your life do not go with the gospel that you are preaching. You walk the walk. No, you, you talk the talk, but you cannot walk the walk. So you have to talk the talk and walk the walk at the same time. You cannot tell somebody not, not to do something and then you're still doing it. So we have to live a life in a way that pleases God so you can be qualified enough, even though the Bible says go around the world and preach the good news you know, in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit to back time everybody in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Yes, that is a requirement for anybody that would like to do it. You are qualified. God already gave you the authority. God already gave you the green light for you to go. But you have to live your life in a way that pleases God. My other question, can our children be a missionary? Yes. It doesn't matter of the age. When you go to a company, once again, when you go to a company and you apply for a job, they have the requirement. You have to be 18. Some of them you have to have a high school diploma. Some of them you have to have a degree into the field. Some of them you have to have a bachelor's degree or master's degree or doctor's degree, whatever, or associate degree. Some of them they only ask for a high school diploma. Some of them they don't ask for nothing. Same thing. Into God's kingdom, they are requirements. Even though Jesus Christ already gave you the green light to go around the world and preach the gospel, before you can even do that, there are requirements. The requirement first is to accept Jesus Christ into your life as your Lord and Savior. That is the number one requirement. Accept Jesus Christ into your life as your Lord and Savior. Because if you're not saved, how can you save somebody else when you're not saved for yourself? When, how can you remove that big wood that's in my eyes when you have a bigger one that you haven't removed for yourself? You think people are going to listen to you when you come to me to saying that you, you're able to do it, but some people may not listen to you. Because when you say, like, I saved Jesus Christ into your life as your Lord and Savior, Jesus is good, he died for you in the cross, stop sinning, and then when the people look at you and find out about your life, they're saying that you are not, you haven't received Christ into your life as well. So you become a hypocrite. When they're saying that you are still clubbing, you are still smoking, you, you know, you're still doing the thing that are actually not required into God's kingdom. And then you're telling them they're not supposed to do it. And then you're doing it. So they're going to see you as a hypocrite. Even there's some people that say that I'm not ready to accept Jesus Christ. But let me tell somebody else the good news, even though I'm not ready to accept it. In the back of your head, you are doing a good thing, but in the eyes of the other person, because of the way your life is, they're not going to take you serious. Going around in your neighborhood, at your workplace, at your school, college, university, wherever you are, telling people every day, Jesus is coming back, is, a, is you being a missionary. You know? 
It's you being a missionary. You are in a mission for God. That is the meaning of a missionary, is that you are in a mission for God. You don't have to say so much for you to be a missionary. Every day you're telling, you know, one person every day, or one person a day, Jesus Christ is coming back. It's you being a missionary. Right here in the United States, a lot of people didn't need to hear that. Stop making excuses. I don't have a passport. Oh, I'm sorry for the noise. Stop making excuses that I don't have a passport. Stop making excuses. I don't have a green card. Stop making up excuses. My paper expire. Stop making excuses that, you know, that's the reason why you cannot do it. Because once again, you don't have to leave the country to go to a foreigner country to be a missionary. Mark 16, verse 5. And he said to them, Go and all into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole generation, to the, to the whole creation, I'm sorry, to the whole creation. You see, that's the green light. That's the green light that I am talking about that Jesus already gave to everybody. But everybody that accept him into their life as the Lord and Savior. Once again, Mark 16, verse 15. And he said to them, Go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole creation, to the whole nation, to the whole earth, wherever they are. Matthew 28, 19, and 20. I should say, go, therefore, and make disciples in all nations. Baptize them in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teaching them to observe all, all, all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of age. That means to the end of time. That means to the end of your life. He will be with you. So after I'm done with that, you know, like verse Matthew 28, 19, you know, the last, the last thing, you know, I should say, I will, I will always be with you to the end of time. So if I'm going to ask you a question with that is, Will you suffer being a missionary? I think I asked it right. Will you suffer being a missionary? My answer is yes. Just because God said I will be with you always until the end of time, just because Jesus said I will be with you always until the end of time, mean until you die doesn't mean that you're not going to suffer because the enemy don't like people that are doing the will of God especially the one that's going around taking people away from Satan and bring them to Christ bring them to the Father Satan will not like you the demon will not like you because they don't want to go to hell by themselves 
of course you will be suffer. Of course you will find people that don't like you. Of course you will find people that will put you in jail. Of course you will find people that will torture you, that will whoop you with like metal, that will even cut your head, cut your nails, cut your finger, put you like an oil. You know, I do so many things to you trying to make you deny Christ. But remember, God say, I will be with you until the end of time. So if God say, I will be with you, the end of time mean that I will give you strength. I will put love like peace. Even when you are suffer for Christ, and then, you know, you are suffer for the work of Christ, you will feel peace. Because you will have the peace of God in you. The Holy Spirit within you, the Spirit of God within you, going to make you feel peace. You know, you will feel love. God will protect you. Some of us, God created you to die in your mission trip. Some of us, God wants you to, to praise him to praise his name by you dying for his name. Some of us, you're not going to die into a mission trip. You're going to die normally. Like your time come, God just take you away. Some of us, we will suffer badly for Christ. That's the way God chose you to glorify his name. It's through suffering. You might go to a mission trip today. That mission trip might be your last mission trip because God already knows they're going to kill you. But the way you will die for Christ will glorify his name, will magnify his name. Some of us, we don't want to do that. But who are you that you don't want to do it? Because Jesus, that is a God with all his glory, gazillion of angels worshiping him every day, left his glory. Listen to me. He left his glory. He left his kingdom. He left all those angels that actually been worshiping him to come to earth and die for a sinner like you and me. And then you're telling me you don't want to die for Christ. So that means like you think you are better than God. You think you are better than Jesus Christ. It's like you're saying like, okay, if you want me to serve you, I don't have to die for you. You are the one that want me to serve you, so why should I die for you? A lot of us, we, we may not say it, but the way we act, it's like we're saying it to God. You are the one that want me to serve you, so why do I have to suffer for you? Okay, you suffer for me. Okay, so why do I have to do it for you? I didn't ask to serve you. I didn't ask you to die for me. A lot of us are, you know, our attitude, I should be saying that without you even saying it. Your body language, your attitude, that's what you're saying to God. That's what you're saying to Jesus Christ. I didn't tell you to leave your glory. I didn't tell you to leave your kingdom. I didn't tell you to leave all your power. I didn't tell you to leave everything to come to earth and die for me. So why should I suffer for you? It's like you think you are better than Christ. It's like you think you are better than God. 
So don't put in the back of your head, if you become a missionary, you won't suffer. People that go around the world preaching the gospel usually be the one that suffer more because you're going around in different countries. A pastor that's in a church, that's a pastor in a church. There's some suffer, uh, suffer they may not go through that you, that's not even a pastor, are going through because you are going in different nations preaching the gospel. You are meeting with a lot of different religions that are attacking Christians, that are attacking the will men of God and women of God. And then the, the pastor is staying home. He, he doesn't go through that. They might go to spiritual battle. A lot of spiritual battle. They might go to battle with church members in the church. They might go to, you know, a battle with other church around them that, that's not of God, and then he's, he or she is of God, and then the other church are doing voodoo after them, trying to destroy their ministry. You know, they might be going through tribulation as, you know, uh, you know like, like church members are going through drama, bringing the drama to them. You know, pastor, I want you to help me with this. My wife is giving me problem. My husband is giving me problem. My boyfriend and girlfriend are giving me, you know, giving me problem. You know, my children are giving me problem, and the pastor has to listen to all that. We are human beings. Those stuff might give us headaches sometimes. So the, you know, so the pastor just listening to all that. The pastor just, you know, like, He's going through it because he's listening to it. So your body gonna be stressed, and the stress gonna gonna you know interfere with your health. But he may not go to you going to another country like like you know like they whooping you, they you know um you know like they putting you in jail, they you know like they uh, persecuting you, you know like they they shooting you, they. You know, like, you know, there's some, you know, there's some higher tribulation they may not go through. But it doesn't mean they are not. Because right here in their neighborhood, they might find people that are making up lines against them that get them locked up. They might find people that come to their church with guns shooting them. They might find people, yeah, there's some pastor that's in church that suffer more than somebody that's going to, to a mission church. So you actually go both rounds. It's like 50-50. But most likely, if the one that actually go to other country that usually suffer more. You know, that usually suffer more. Once again, the other question, what are you doing? Are you plugged into the church you attend? How's God using you to minister to others now? Are you, or do your pastor, or do your pastor and those you work with see what are you, you know what you are doing? Commit yourself to grow and become all of what God wants you to be. Ask your friend and church leader what they think. You know. So what are you doing? You want to be a missionary, right? So what are you doing right now? If you haven't started being a missionary, if you haven't started going around doing the work of God, but you want to do it, but you want to apply as a missionary, but what are you doing? Once again, are you plugged into the church you are attending? 
plug into the church you are attending mean? Or are you being involved into the church that you are that you are attending? Are you doing work into the church? Are God using you to minister to others? Is God using you right now to ministry to others? Once again, many of us we put in the back of our head, I don't have to do nothing like in the church. I don't have to do nothing. God's just going to use me. You know, I'm just going to wait when I go overseas to do the work of God. But no, and then right here, you're able to start wherever you are right now. Yes, you want to travel overseas to do the work of God, but you need to start where you are right now. In the church, get involved in the church, get involved in, in the activity in the church, get involved in your community, get involved. So, so people can see that you are doing the work of God. So God can see that you really want to do his work. Don't just assume God just going to take you, go, and then you haven't done nothing yet. You know? Commit yourself to grow, uh, growing and become all of what God want you to be if god wants you to be a pastor and then you know you're supposed to be a pastor commit yourself to be the pastor that god wants you to be if you already know your calling right you already know what god wants you to what 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 god wants you to be or what god wants you to do you don't have to wait for god to come down to heaven saying hey my son February 1st, 2022, I want you to start. February 1st, 2022, I want you to go to this college. You don't have to wait. Oh, I'm sorry. You don't have to wait for God to come and say that to you. Because you already know he called you to be a pastor. He called you to be a missionary. So commit yourself to be whatever God wants you to be. Do the thing that you're supposed to do. If you're supposed to go to college or you're supposed to study something, do it. You know, start in your church. Create a group in your church. Start going around saying, hey, Jesus love you. Accept Christ into your life. If you want to help people in need, start going around and do it. Preaching the gospel is not the only calling. You can just, all you do is helping people because God wants us to help his people. You want to do that? You go around, start doing it. You know where there's like poor people. Or you go around searching to see like which neighborhood, which town that actually have more homeless people. And then you go to that, you know, to that town, to that location, wherever you are, and then start finning those people, start helping them. Even if you can give them food once a week, you are starting. You know? If God wants you to work with children, and then you know there's a lot of children dying around here in the United States, even if you don't have visa to go overseas, you're, you know, you, you know, you know, you know, the thing you want to do is to go overseas 
because of course there is more people that are suffering overseas africa haiti other country there is a lot of more children that are actually suffering but there is some of them right here in the united states that need your help so you start with that and then god will open the door for you to go overseas because you already put in your mind and your heart and your spirit that he wants you to go overseas to do the job but you start where 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 you are right now so you are committing yourself to be what god called call you to be want you to be mission is not easy to even go overseas is not easy you have to do fundraising you have to have the money to buy the ticket if you're gonna go for yourself, even if you're going by yourself, you have to have the money. So those are the things that you need to do. You need to get ready, like prepare yourself when it's time for you to go, so you can be able to go with no headache, with no problem. Start saving. You know, when God put you in, put in your mind that He wants you to go somewhere, you can start um, doing fundraising. You can start sending letters to church, small business around your town asking people to support your mission. This is what God wants you to do. This is what you are planning to do. You actually do this. You know, you're doing fundraising or you're doing car wash, whatever you got to do to raise the money. And if you don't want to go by yourself, you need to ask for volunteer people to volunteer to go with you. And, you know, like that, you know, ask God to bring people, to send people your way that, will, that are willing to go with you. So those people also will put in the money, the fund that you guys will need to do the thing that God put in your heart to do. So you are committing yourself to do the thing that God wants you to do. You are committing yourself to be what God wants you to be. Anybody can be a missionary. It doesn't matter of your backbone. There is a lot of powerful men of God, a lot of powerful women of God. Right now, if you search into their life, you will find out they used to be a criminal. You will find out they used to be a raper, rapers. You will find out they used to kidnap people, torture people, raping people. You will find out they used to be a sex offender. You will find out they used to be a lesbian. They used to be gay. But God changed their life. Make them into a man of God. Make them into a woman of God. And then right now, they are doing the work of God. They come in in their life to please God. They come in in their life to do what God called them to do. So, if you are one of the few that actually been asking, this, asking yourself, I have a felony, I have a background, am I able to become a missionary for God. My answer for you today is yes, you are able to. Do not listen to the enemy. Do not listen to the demon that sending flesh into your mind, telling you, oh, your background is bad. Ain't nobody going to listen to you. Your background is bad. God not going to listen to you. You have a felony. People not going to take you serious. Yes. Because of your experience, a lot of people that are going through the same thing that you used to do going to listen to you because they are looking for a way out. A lot of people commit suicide this day because they cannot find a way out. People are not taking the time. That's, that's another mission that you can do. That's another work that you can do. Talk to people that are going through a lot of depression. Talk to people that have suicide thoughts trying to commit suicide. You go around. You take that 
as a mission for God to help those people. Especially if you used to go to the same thing they are going through right now. Because they, they will listen to you. Because they know you used to go to it. A lot of them is because, once again, a lot of them is because they cannot find a way out. They choose to commit suicide. A lot of people, they cannot find help. That's why they choose to get involved in drugs. Because the, they feel like the drugs is helping them when they go into anxiety. They feel like the drugs is helping them when they go into depression. They feel like the drugs is helping them when they're having suicide thoughts. They feel like the drugs is helping them when they are suffering. Because they cannot find nobody else to help them. The only way some people choose to help them is to introduce them to drugs. Telling them the drugs will help you to ease your mind. The weed will help you to feel good, to feel relaxed when you are going through the depression. But those drugs are what's making you worse. The weed it's what making you worse. Yes, in that moment, it's helping you a little bit, but it's actually what you know, right, making you worse. What making on uh, your anxiety, your depression get worse and worse daily and daily. So, if you used to be one of those kind of people, and then God help you, even if you're not 100% healed, but God give you the strength, you become stronger than those people. One of your mission could be, well, your one of your mission could be for you to go around and helping those people, talking to them. Some of them, I meet a few of them. I used to work with a few of them when I used to work at Brother Joe Court. I used to work with a few of them. All they want is somebody to listen to them. All they want is somebody to, to allow them to use their ears for them to listen to them, talk to them. Just listen. You don't even need to say nothing. Just allow them to talk to you. That's all you got to do. Just allow them to talk to you. Even if they talk for like two, four, five, seven hours, just allow them to talk to you. They just want to release everything that's in them, the anger, the hate, you know, the bad feeling, the bad emotion. They just want you to listen to them. You don't even need to say nothing else. And you will set that person free. You will help that person. You will make that person feel loved because that person used to feel like no one cared for her, cared for him. Because no one never give them that time. No one never give them the time they asking them to give to listen to them so they can help them overcome whatever they are going through. So you can take that as a mission. You can take that as a work for you to do for the kingdom of God. There is a lot of things that you're able to do. Missionary can be music. Those gospel singers, they are a missionary. They're going around preaching the gospel through their voice. So if you have a beautiful voice, a lot of people these days that have beautiful voice, they just want to do rap music. They just want to do R&B music. They just want to praise the devil with the voice that the Father gave them for them to praise him. They're praising the devil because everybody want money. Everybody want to be the millionaire. Everybody want to be popular for the enemy. But no one want to be popular for Christ. 
a few of them that's doing gospel music, they are mixed up. They have one feet into Christ, one feet into Satan. But if God gives you a voice, a beautiful voice for you to, to sing, even to rap, do it to praise God and do it with all your heart. Do it because you want to praise God, not do it because you want money. Yes, God will bless you because God knows you have to feed yourself. You have to buy equipment. You have to pay for cities. You have to pay online to publish your music. You have to do all those stuff so God will bless you. But don't put the money as the number one. If you do put the money as the number one, Satan will get involved into your gospel music. That's what caused a lot of gospel singers to fall because they put the money first. So now they have worldly people mixed into their gospel music because they know when people find out Snoop Dogg is in their gospel music, people will buy their music. When people find out, you know, like Nicki Minaj, because I heard of gospel music, Nicki Minaj was in it. People will buy their music because Nicki Minaj is in it because they put the money first. And they pretend they're praising God, but they're not. They are after money. So being a gospel singer or a gospel rapper is a mission. You are a missionary. But make sure you do it with all your heart. Make sure you do it to please God. What I'm doing right now is a mission. I, I am a missionary. I don't have to go out to do it. Right here, millions of people instantly, automatically, all around the world, able to listen to me right now. If you guys help me to share everything I'm doing, you just got to share. my For the one that's listening to me, you just have to share. The one that's watching me live, you just have to share. You know, like, you know, like help me grow. And then millions of people able to listen to it. You know, I don't have to leave my studio to actually do it. You know, that's something that God wants me to do. But at the same time, I do go out doing mission work. Me and my parents do that. And Haiti. You know, there's other places that God put in my heart for me to do. You know, for me to do his work, for me to preach the gospel, help his people. But right now, I'm getting ready so I can be able to actually go to those countries so I can do it, not just in Haiti. God don't just call me to be in Haiti. He called me to go to other countries as well. But, you know, there's things that I need to do so I can be able to do it. This show that I'm doing, I will do it until I die. My goal and my prayer and my dream is to be on TV. To have my own TV, you know, to have my own TV network. My goal is to make this this broadcast into a show. Like, have like a big studio, have audience inside the studio. You know, like for my stage to be, you know, to be better than it is right now so I don't have to use green screen. You know, so things can look different so I can have visitors, so I can have you know, like different things going on, but I'm starting slow. I'm starting small. I'm starting slow. So I can allow God. I could use my money to grow it, you know, you know, to you know, like to actually do better things, but I want God to to let it grow the way He wants to. I want God to let people follow me the way He wants. 
the people to follow me, not for me paying to make people follow me. You know, when I make it like into a point and I see God is doing, you know, he's doing his part, but me and then me, I will use my part. I will do my part. You know, I will spend the money that I'm supposed to spend to make it to where I want it to be. But my focus is not money. My focus is not to make money. I create other ways to make money, but this show, my focus is not to make money. My focus is to bring people to God's kingdom. And people that's already in God's kingdom is for me to help them to understand more what it means to be in God's kingdom. For them to, for me to remind themselves, to refresh their mind that they are men of God and women of God. This is the way they're supposed to live. This is the thing that God wants you to do. You know, if you are not, once again, if you are not a believer, for me to make you a tool into a believer. So that is my goal. My goal is not money, once again. So, being a missionary could be anything. If you feel like God called you to help people, start doing it. If you feel like God called you to sing or to rap for him, start doing it. If you feel like God called you to help children, start doing it. If you feel like God called you to go to your neighbor, to go to your neighborhood and start preaching the gospel or to say one word to everybody, God love you. Jesus Christ died for you on the cross. You don't even need to say much. If you feel like God called you to go in your neighborhood to say Jesus is coming back, accept, uh, accept Jesus into your life as your Lord and Savior. If this is the only word that God wants you to do, start doing it. If you feel like God wants you to do a Christian podcast in a podcast just like I'm doing right now, start doing it. You don't have to go overseas for you to be a missionary. Wherever you are in the United States, Africa, wherever you are, Haiti, wherever you are, you can't be a missionary the way, you know, in, in, in the small town that you are right now, in the neighborhood that you are right now. Remove that thing in your mind saying that, oh, I have to go overseas for me to be a missionary. No, you don't have to go to foreign country to be a missionary, people. Even if you, you know, if you have a felony, you are able to be a missionary for God. You just need to make sure that you stop whatever you was doing that caused you to have that felony. You can't, you stop it completely. You accept Jesus Christ into your life and then you start serving him, play, you know, pleasing him, doing the thing that he wants you to do. And then you go out you know, helping people. You go out doing whatever God put in your mind, in your heart, in your spirit for you to do for him. Stop making excuses. Do you see the people that serving Satan make excuses? No, they don't. They do it with all their mind, their soul. Because they know if they don't do it, the enemy will kill them. But us, we're serving God freely. We get, you know, free, free um, your salvation come free. Don't make people pay you. There is a lot of people. For them to pray, uh, to pray for you, you have to pay them. For them to preach in your church, you have to pay them. God did not charge you for his salvation. So why are you charging, you know, charging people, you know, to bring salvation to them? That don't make no sense to me. Yeah, if you in another country or another state or church want you to 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 actually come to that church. Yes, they're supposed to provide a ticket. They're supposed to provide a place for you to stay. They're supposed to provide, you know, food for you to eat because they are the one that invite you. But you are not the one that's supposed to say, ah, oh, okay, for me to go to your church to preach, 
I charge $5,000 or I charge $10,000. That's you charging people for the salvation. That's you charging people to bring the good news to them. And you are not supposed to do that. If you are someone that doing it, you are not from God. I can say that in front of your face, you are not from God if you are doing that. You should not be the one charging people to come. Yes, they're able to give you an envelope with some money in it. You know, that's a sign of appreciation. You know, but you're not the one that's supposed to give them, give them a price. You know, to come preach. Somebody wants you to pray for them. You, you know, you, you charging them for them to pray for you to pray for them. Did God charge you when he was praying for you? When you was going through the tribulation that you, you actually was going through and then God made a woman of God or a man of God come to you and pray for you, did they charge you? Maybe they did, maybe they didn't. But if you are the one, no one charged you, so why are you charging other people for you to pray for them? If you are doing that, you are not from God. I can say that right there in the face, wherever you are, you are not from God if you are doing that. You should not be charging nobody to pray for them. You should not be charging nobody to cast out a demon from them. A lot of people doing it these days. You should not be doing that. If God give you a gift to do miracle, it should be freely. If God give you a gift to preach, it should be freely. If God give you a gift for you to pray, and then the moment you're praying, the person set free. The moment you are praying, you know, the, the demon being cast out, it should not be for money. God give it to you free. You should do it free. You should give it back free. A lot of people these days take um take their mission as a business. A lot of people take take their church as a business. A lot of pastors that call themselves pastor. God don't even call it. That's one of the reasons why my sweet Bible say there will be a lot of people saying that I cast out demon into your name. I did miracle into your name. I raise up the dead into your name. I bring a lot of people to you in your name. And then Jesus gonna say, I never knew you. So we really need to be careful. Not everybody you see that look powerful that is from God. A lot of them get their power from Satan. A lot of them, they used to be a man of God and a woman of God, and then they they flee away from the presence of God because they start allow the flesh to actually use them. They took money, put it before God. Money is the number one thing that Satan used to destroy me and you because Satan knows we will do anything for money. Who don't like money? Who don't love money? I like money. I need money, but I'm not going to kill myself for money. I'm not going to do crazy things for money. I'm not going to sow my soul for money by the grace of God. Like I say before, Satan appealed to me three times, offering me money for my soul. Asked me to sign a contract with my blood. When I wake up the next day, I will be rich. I will have money in my, you know, in my bank. The Holy Spirit within me, 
took over my myself, my life, my body in the sleep and cast out Satan away. Then he got mad and he flee. And then he came back again. Same thing happened. So by the grace of God, God helped me to not do it when I am awake. And he also helped me to not do it when I am sleeping. It's not because I'm better than you. I'm not better than you. It's just a grace by God that God is protecting me, even in my dream. Because he know when I am awake, I'm not going to do it. So he helped me to not do it even in my sleep. You know? For me to go deeper, even if my mom and my dad are laying down and then they are about to die, and then Satan say, if you want them to set them free, you need to sell your soul to me, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. I'm not going to sell my soul to Satan to save my family. No, I'm not going to do it. When I can go on my knees and ask God to let his will be done. It might be that time. If it is not that time, God will set them free. I'm not going to sell my soul to set them free. No, I'm not going to do that. You see, just to show you the way it means to me, like this soul that God put in, you know, you know, that God gave me, this life, this precious life that God gave me, because the life is precious. That is the breath of God. Why should I give it to Satan? I love my mom. I love my dad. But I will never do crazy things to save their life. I will allow the will of God to be done. Even me, I don't want nobody selling their soul to save my life. If I'm going to die, if I'm on the bed, I'm about to die. And Satan come to any of you that love me, saying that for you to sell your soul to save me, you better say no. You better allow God to let his will be done. You better say no. I will not sell my soul to save Juben's life. If I find out that you did that, you saved me, you will never be your friend to me ever again. I will never speak to you because I did not allow, you know, I did not ask you to sell your soul to save my soul. You should allow God to let his will be done. If you really love me, you go pray. You go, you know, like fast for me, for God to serve. Some of, some of you, your mission is to fast and pray every day for people. God will give you name of different people that he wants you to pray for. God will give you name of different people that he wants you to fast for. There is a lot of different mission. There is a lot of different work into the kingdom of God. You know, do not say you're going to sell your soul to save somebody. You cannot sell your soul to God because the soul already belongs to God. The reason why Satan wants you to sell your soul is because your soul do not belong to him. He cannot take what's not belong to him. So that's why he wants you to do it with your will. Because when you give it to him with your will, he will take it. That's like you give him authority. That's the only way for him to have it is for you to give it to him with your own will. You know? That's the only way. That's one of the reasons why Satan asked you to sell your soul, because your soul don't belong to him. You cannot sell your soul to God, like I say, because you know your soul already belongs to God. He's the one that put it in you. 
So if an angel of light come to you in your dream or daylight, wherever you are, whenever, saying that God saved for you to sell your soul to him, he's not, you know, that, that is not a real angel. That is the enemy. Satan appears as an angel of light because the Bible says Satan appears as an angel of light. Because God will never tell you to sell your soul to him because the soul already belongs to him. He just wants you to accept him as your Lord and Savior. And then he will put his seal in you. His seal is the Holy Spirit. So we need to be careful. Do your work the way you're supposed to. Yes, it doesn't matter if you have a, a criminal background. Once again, you are able to be a missionary for God. It doesn't matter if you don't have a passport or a visa. You can be a missionary for God wherever you are right now. Whatever country you, you are right now, you don't have to go in on another country to actually do it because right here in your country, there's a lot of people that need to hear the gospel. Right here in the United States, the number one country, a lot of people need to hear the gospel. It doesn't matter if you used to be a sex offender. As long you are not a sex offender no longer, you accept Christ into your life as your Lord and Savior. And then God changed your life. And then you're doing the work of God. You are qualified to be a missionary. You are qualified to go around the world and preach the gospel. Whatever you feel that God put in your mind, in your heart, in your spirit for you to do, start doing it. Do not allow the enemy to, to make you doubt. Do not allow the enemy to tell you that you're not good enough. God did not send his son, Jesus Christ, to come to earth to die for the perfect. It's to die for the sinner. It's to die for, for people that's nothing. It's to die for people that think they are nothing. Because you might think you're nothing. In front of other people, you may not seem to be nothing. But in front of God, you are something. Because God do not see you the way I see you. The way you look in front of my face is not the way you look in front of God's face. You already the men of God and women of God, the soldier that God wants you to be. God see you as a soldier. You are as the soldier, as the men of God and women of God, powerful women of God and men of God that he created you to be. That's the way he see you. He don't see you the way I see you. So do not allow the enemy once more time, one more time. To make you doubt. Before I done, before I'm done, thank you so much for the person that the people that are watching me. Thank you so much for the love. Thank you so much for the share, for the follow. Thank you so much. You know, I reached ten thousand. You know, ten thousand followers right now. I have ten thousand. What two hundred something? Thank you so much for the ten thousand. And I'm asking you guys to please. Please, please help me grow my YouTube channel, guys. Right now, I have 187 subscribers on YouTube. Help me to grow my YouTube channel. The same way you guys are helping me to grow my Facebook. Help me to grow my YouTube channel. Help me to grow my Instagram. Help me to grow my, uh, my Twitter. Help me to grow my... Uh, I do have a TikTok, too. My TikTok, help me to grow my three. You know, all those are the same name, Talk With You. Help me to grow it, guys. Help me to spread the gospel. I love you guys. 
I love you guys so much. And God love you. You know, Jesus love you. You know, the Holy Spirit in you love you. You know, all the angels in heaven love you. You know, they're praying for you. God is praying. Jesus is praying for you every day. Jesus is praying for me. And I'm praying for you guys too. And I'm asking for you guys to pray for me too. After that, have a wonderful day. I will see you guys on Wednesday. I will see you guys on Wednesday. May God bless you. I love you guys. One love. Hello. Thank you for listening to Talk With You. We hope that you have enjoyed our show. And please don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Talk With You. If you have not done so, if you did, we just want to say thank you for your support and have a wonderful day. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.